0: Welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. Thank you so much to those of you who've reached out after getting the hotline up and running. I have a great question for today to get us started and have another one geared up and ready to go for next week. But please feel free to give me a call anytime. I'll give out the number again at the end of the show and you'll always be able to find it in the show notes as well. So here's what a listener shared for today. What's a good way to split time, effort, and energy between what you're called to do in the long-term versus what you need to do, what you have to do, for basic survival in the short-term? For example, single person in a toxic work situation who relies on said work's compensation, asking for a friend. (laughs) This is such a good question, and thank you for reaching out to share. It absolutely resonates with me because I experienced that same conundrum when I was working in the entertainment industry on the agency side. What I was feeling at that time, now keep in mind, this was after I hit a deep depression because I was incredibly unhappy with where I was career-wise and I had zero idea of what to do with my life. I had so much judgment constantly yelling at me inside my head about how lost I was, how toxic my situation was, and how had I gotten myself there, considering I had always focused, out of fear, on making career moves that kept me safe up until that point. But all of that judgment and pain is what got me to my insight, that I was thinking up my own depression and suffering. I was the one creating my fear, then believing it. It's a bitter pill to swallow for some, realizing that you're always in the driver's seat of your experiences, even in the face of what looks like toxic situations. But for me, it was incredibly freeing because it meant I could do something about it without relying on my circumstances to change. I felt very empowered, which is why I knew I had to share it with the world. So before I started to fly, metaphorically speaking, I did have a period of time where I still felt that it was going to be impossible for me to pursue developing my ideas for my future career, what I'm doing now, while I was working at such a high intensity, high work volume and time consuming job. I considered quitting to get a different job because it looked to me like it was going to be impossible to tap into my imagination and innovation while having one eye on my job all of the time. Then I woke up to the fact that that idea in and of itself, that it was going to be impossible to develop my work while being at my job, at face value was what was holding me back from feeling any sense of possibility or inspiration. You know what I mean? The very idea made it look unfeasible to do both. So of course it made me feel stuck. I was stuck in my mind. So when I woke up to what I was doing to myself, I went from having my focus beyond what I couldn't do to what I could do. As soon as my perspective shifted, it was as if I went from staring at a brick wall so close that my nose was touching it to that brick wall disappearing and seeing the yellow brick road unfurl in front of me. I started setting a timer for 10 minutes every day on my lunch hour, and for those 10 minutes, I did nothing but dream in my journal. I did that for a week, then the next week increased it to 11 minutes, then the next week 12 minutes. The freedom I felt to just follow the creative energy for that carved out time brought sometimes random ideas to paper, sometimes practical, sometimes they were goals, and sometimes steps, but I just let anything fly. It was so helpful in beginning to fill my cup emotionally because I was carving out time that was solely for me and my purpose, as you said, for developing the long term. I was essentially creating my own inspiration, but what was really going on is that I was carving out the time, creating a container for my inspiration to be unleashed because it's always within us, we just don't feel it or see it when we're distracted by all of the noise in our head. What naturally began to happen is that I became lighter and happier, more consistently, because I would feel so good about the time I gave to myself and it lit a match inside of me that I couldn't even get to spark before. That allowed for ideas to bubble even when I was at work, And those ideas gave me so much life and hope throughout my days. I can't even tell you when I dropped off the routine of the timed journaling, because at some point, I just looked forward to it so much that I wouldn't let anything get in the way of it. It wasn't something that had to be intentionally carved out anymore. Did I still grumble about my job? Well, of course, I'm only human. And I really wished I didn't have to walk the paces of developing my next step. But I knew it was the only way through. And in accepting that, I began to not care that I didn't like where I was at. Truly, I didn't care that I didn't like my job. I remember people asking me how I was doing. And instead of the depressive response of, I hate it. And I don't know what to do about it. I found myself saying things like, it's nuts and totally not for me, but it's okay for now. (laughs) I held it lighter and I didn't have to force myself to do that. It's just what naturally started to occur. And here's what's amazing. Never in my right mind did I think it was possible But I began to appreciate different things at work and gasp, actually enjoy myself pretty consistently. And it wasn't on the basis of, I'm out of here someday, so there. It was because I was so full emotionally from all that I was up to inside of myself I didn't attach my happiness to anything outside of myself anymore. The happiness was bubbling over inside of me and I found myself not taking things personally, relaxing more into the moment and my energy was felt by others around me, so my interactions were more uplifting. Now here's the other piece I wanna quickly speak to, the toxic work situation. Again, as I said earlier, I know for a fact this will be a bitter pill to swallow when I say it, but this was a game changer for me. Your experience of your job and your colleagues is still totally coming from you, not them. I know that's a biggie. (laughs) If someone had said that to me, as opposed to me realizing it myself, I would have told them all the evidence to the contrary of how wrong they were, because I literally had a running list of all the things that were said to me, done to me, expected of me, that were totally off base, unappreciative, and absolutely the reason for my suffering." But when I realized that I had all of that evidence on my mind 24-7 and that we are only ever experiencing what's on the visual plane of our minds, holy crap. Do you think it would be possible for me to see the people I worked with in any different light if I stayed in my evidence and everything I had made up my mind about? No. didn't stand a chance now you may be saying to yourself well Jesse they are the way they are which started your downward spiral in the first place well sure I came into that job happy as a clam and super excited about what my future held but the reality is my wisdom was speaking to me that it wasn't right almost immediately And the confusion it was creating inside of me put me in a low mood almost right off the bat and with that low mood i started to believe all of my insecure thinking i took everything said and done around me personally i had zero clarity of mind listen realizing your experience of life is all up to you does not mean that folks magically change. And it also doesn't mean that you become a doormat to their behavior. But when you realize your experience of them is always up to you, there are no difficult people, there's only difficult thinking about people, you get to be more peaceful. You get to feel good more often. And when we feel good, or at the very least content, we have more common sense at our fingertips. And when we have more common sense, we see more solutions to problems. We see how to take care of ourselves in the moment. We take things less personally, and we see where people's behavior is coming from. FYI. Hurt people hurt people. Almost 100% of the time, gnarly behavior is coming from some kind of insecurity. And ironically enough, you'll begin to feel more compassion for the folks you thought you could never have compassion for. Remember, if you take all of these things into consideration, at the very least, get curious about it all. Even the things that may make you feel peeved at first. (laughs) If you stay open, you'll have a little insight that starts to pull you forward in a very different way. Don't take my word for it. Look right when you normally look left and you'll begin to see it for yourself. It's not magic, it's how we work. Once you have a different experience you'll see things differently. Thank you so much, dear listener, for tuning in and for asking this really great question for all of us to learn from. If you have a question, I'd love to hear from you. So give me a call at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. SS Sending love in all directions and I'll see you next week